Welcome everyone, you are listening to Under the Olive Tree. I am your host, Sausan Kadoura. With me in studio, Michel Lambert. Michel is the executive director of, of Alternative and the co-president of l'Association Québécoise des Organismes de Coopération Internationale. So today I have with me Michel in studio because we want to talk about solidarity in Montreal, specifically Palestine solidarity work in Montreal. And Alternative has been a center that from uh, for years now have been openly uh, expressing their solidarity with Palestinians and we're going to learn more about that today. So before we start, first I want to thank you Michel for being with me in studio today. Thanks for inviting me. Before we talk about the reason kind of I asked you to come to, uh, for this interview, um, can you maybe uh, introduce Alternative for people who are still not very, very familiar with the organization? Can you introduce it? Just tell us how it started, you know, what is your mandate and so on. Yeah. Alternative was created uh, 25 years ago, actually. That's our 25th anniversary uh, this year. We uh, were created in some sort of, uh, I mean, with some sort of an idea that international uh, cooperation can be done differently than when it was done in those days, meaning that it should be more uh, based on the participation, active participation of local partners. Uh, nowadays, it seems to be more of an acceptable idea to work with local partners in international cooperation spheres. But 25 years ago, it was not so much. You would see, you know, not to name anybody, but international organization going into some place, doing the job and then coming back without necessarily engaging with the locals mm. who are involved in the problem and will have to survive this problem and will have to live in this country for a long time. So we thought it's important to work with local partners and it's important, of course, to work with progressive local partners. Mm. And uh, that's why we created Alternative 25 years ago. That mm. was the, the philosophy behind uh, this, uh, this new international uh, organization. Yeah. And so what type of activities do you guys do? Well, we do uh, a lot of activities. I mean, it's, right, it's a right space organization. So basically, we support social justice movements all over the world, including here in, in, Cam- in Quebec and in Canada, uh, social justice uh, organization movement doing all kinds of campaigns on various issues. It can be environmental issues. It could, it could be women's rights. It could be, uh, I mean, all kinds of issues. We support local organizations who are trying to change things at their level in their countries. Uh, so we support them with uh, sometimes it's money, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we support them sometimes. We are, for instance, we're bringing uh, other similar organizations from, from a regional area, for instance, and they can communicate and exchange with others and see experience and learn from that. Uh, Sometimes we're creating like larger networks of similar organizations so that they can work together and have a bigger impact in each country or I mean in their country or uh, at the regional level. So uh, it's all kind of various things. And of course, we are linking these causes and these partners with similar organizations here in Quebec and Canada so that uh, we are can engage a social movement here into uh, real solidarity support uh, for these causes, for these organizations in the South. So today we're focusing on the concept of solidarity, but more and specifically related to Palestine. And you guys talk about a lot of activities that you, go, you, do, you do around the world. Um, among these activities, did you guys do anything related to Palestine? Did you engage in activities linked to groups there in, in the Palestinian territories? Palestine has been at the center of alternatives since uh, day one. Uh, When we were created, actually, uh, in uh, 1994, we were created by the melting of three 
smaller organization who decided to work together to have a bigger impact. And one of those organizations was called the CAD, Centre d'études arabes pour le développement. Mm. And the CAD was, as it is, I mean, main mandate, if it's not only mandate, <laughs> to work on the uh, Palestine uh, question. So from day one, we had Palestine being at the center of, of the organization, and we have continued since then to work with Palestine. For instance, we organize a, a social forum, a world social forum in Palestine in 2010. Mm. Uh, it's not that much known, uh, but it was organized. It's, it was a thematic social forum on, on theme of education, and we gathered around 20,000 people, including uh, 500 and something uh, internationals who finally managed to get there. Uh, so that's one thing. But we've had, we had supported various campaigns and we are still member of the uh, BDS uh, coalition in Quebec and still active on, on, on various uh, campaigns here on Palestine. Mm -hmm. So oh, the reason I invited you here and I wanted <coughs> to talk with someone from Alternative is one of the one of the many, I guess, initiatives you guys do in solidarity with Palestinians, which is a mural here in Montreal for our listeners who are not from Montreal. There's a big mural here on the between Du Parc and Avenue Du Parc and Avenue des Pins. And you can see uh, it's a very busy street. You can see from really far this big mural that, that shows the Palestinian flag with uh, Palestine Libre uh, or Free Palestine written on it. And so I've been seeing it because it's very close to the station here. I've been seeing it for years and I always was interested to know what is the reason behind this initiative. So can you talk to us more about that? Well, uh, surprisingly, I did it myself with uh, <laughs> some friends and, uh, and uh, yeah, <coughs> and it started in two, I mean, in 2014, actually. <coughs> there was this big bombardment again uh, on Gaza, mm. and uh, most of us, we were very frustrated, not being capable to really change anything, not mm. doing anything, just seeing every day in the news more people being killed and, and, and so on. So uh, we have this wall, which was just full of graffitis, useless graffitis. Mm. Uh, and as you said, it's, I mean, it's close, a big street. You can see from far this wall. And uh, we decided like that to just buy paint and, 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 and do the, the, the flag. And it's been, it's been huge, actually. Uh, I had received so many uh, questions. So many people are willing. They want to get uh, a picture of it. They want to be in front of it. <laughs> I, I heard about Palestinians coming from, to Montreal for the first time, and they are, their families are bringing them to, <laughs> to see this. It seems to be the biggest Palestinian flag, in, in, uh, in, surely in Montreal and probably in Quebec, and I would not be surprised in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a huge thing. And it was there because uh, it's extremely difficult and more and more difficult nowadays to speak about Palestinians' human rights. Even now, Canada has adopted this uh, crazy definition of anti-Semitism being uh, associated with any, any critic of Israel. So basically against defending any uh, Palestinian human rights. So it's becoming more and more difficult. And since 2014, at the moment, we felt it's important to uh, say openly that uh, Palestinians are existing and they have to be, I mean, their human rights have to be considered in the equation. And, and we have to see that again and again. And that's why we, uh, I, I, I painted this, uh, this flag because I wanted to say it openly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, had a, we had a few issues with that, but then it's okay. It's still but there and it's going to be there for long. But okay. I wanted to ask you, because you talked about the positive reactions, did you get any maybe or negative reactions or maybe people not understanding what is this flag or what, it, what does it represent? 
we had quite a lot of negative reaction, actually, because, uh, uh, as I said, it's more and more difficult to speak about Palestinian human rights in Canada now. In Montreal, it's not different. Uh, in Quebec, it's not different. Most political parties uh, now are adopting this this crazy vision that uh, speaking about Palestinian human rights is anti-Semitism. Uh, even the NDP uh, recently, uh, its leader has came with some sort of quite weird and deceptive declaration on that. Mm. Uh, the Trudeau government was the first government to ban BDS. I mean, they came with this motion to, to, to ban BDS. It's not law still, I mean, yet, but it can be tomorrow. You never mm. know. Uh, they went further than the conservative has never been before yeah. under Stephen Harper. Uh, same thing at, the, at, mo- at most levels. So it's uh, very important to know that. That's why we wanted to do this. And we have had a few... Uh, Complaints, I would say, mm. but the uh, the city has never taken any formal uh, procedure to force us to uh, remove it or uh, repaint it or something. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, when uh, the uh, when Montreal was receiving the World Social Forum here, we uh, did it. I mean, over we did it over. We we made it like a cleaner, nicer, and and, and not bigger. Unfortunately, the wall is going <laughs> to be bigger, <laughs> but I would have liked to. Because at that moment, again, there was a lot of uh, uh, stress in Montreal uh, around this World Social Forum coming in. And, you know, uh, Journal de Montréal or La Presse, their chroniqueur was talking a lot about these terrorists coming in uh, in Quebec to spark up, speak about, uh, you know, these countries where a lot of Arabs are coming from. It's bad, 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 bad. Mm. And we thought it would Im- be important to, again, stress the importance of uh, Palestinian human rights. And that's why we redid the board. The, the, the flag at that moment, and we wrote a lot of articles in the in the medias in response to Lise Lavery and others who were really like uh, <clears throat> putting an emphasis on the fact that there might be some you know terrorists in town because of the World Social Forum. Um, I'm going to come back to that, but uh, just to stay on the flag for a second, did you you said you released uh, you received complaint? Was it from you know ordinary civilians, or was it uh, citizens, or was it from organization or groups or even politicians? It was mainly from ordinary people. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think that still somehow, and that's why it's marvelous to, to keep it there, that still, you know, the politicians and political parties and others, they're still afraid to formally say, you know, we're against a plague to be there. Mm. So, I mean, I thought eventually the city would come out with, with something. Uh, Can the city do anything legally, I guess, to tell <coughs> you, to force you to just take off whatever you want to paint on your wall? Frankly speaking, I think the city and other uh, <laughs> political level, they can do whatever uh, <laughs> in, in the sense that, for instance, it's difficult to have a, a, a an ad saying, you know, this is alternative office bigger than one meter by one, by one meter. Mm-hmm. For, that's the law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you want to have a bigger one than that, you need to be Air Transat or you need to be... Uh, uh, you know, to have uh, some sort of historical background. You know, it was there since 50 years, so you cannot remove it. But for a new uh, uh, market, it would be difficult to have a big ad. So that big thing should be uh, bigger than the, the, the rules. But I think there's, you know, they're a bit, uh, <laughs> they're tolerating it. <laughs> they're tolerating <laughs> it. And we are using that <laughs> to, uh, in any way, I'm prepared to say it's a graffiti. I mean, I don't know who did that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It's not you. It's not me. <laughs> it's no not us. <laughs> you know, somebody did that. What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just to make a comment about the World Social Forum, it's interesting that people were saying terrorists were coming out of town. Actually, really, what really came is the JDL. JDL members came in, and as people know, the JDL is actually considered a terrorist organization in the United States. And they actually came all the way from Toronto uh, to disrupt a lot of Palestine solidarity events during the World Social Forum. And no one really talked about that. No one said uh, anything about that. Th that was kind of the problem at that time. And I want to talk, because we're talking about World Social Forum, I want to talk to you, like, can you talk maybe the importance of, you know, grassroots groups and grassroots activists and leftist circles and progressive to really speak about Palestine, um, especially facing the complete failure of politicians, even Jagmeet Singh from the NDP, which is a lot of progressive considered their own party. And he failed miserably. He attacked BDS very recently. So the importance, maybe talk about the importance of grassroots groups and grassroots activism when it comes to the Palestinian uh, cause and solidarity work here in Montreal. Well, it's extremely important, uh, as you said, as, uh, as we said, the politicians have failed us on this. And many, many traditional organizations also uh, would be hesitant, would be reluctant, would be afraid to talk about Palestinians' uh, human rights. So uh, <clears throat> it's extremely difficult and we need to be persistent and we need to engage with, the, with those in the communities who are willing also to engage on those issues. Mm -hmm. I think uh, all the campaigns which are being run, by, for instance, by BDS Quebec are extremely important. Very few formal organizations are really willing to support them formally. You know, they would say this trade union, for instance, would say, you know, we support... Uh, uh, we support uh, BDS, but they would not really engage in the campaign and mobilizing their own constituencies, and and, uh, and they would not engage with the government to push that. So it's important for us to continue to... Um, for instance, when we organized the uh, People's Social Forum in 2014 in, uh, in Ottawa, it was organized, it was a Quebec, Canada, First Nation social forum. <clears throat> there was a lot of uh, activities on, on Palestine, and these people really engage in organizing uh, various activities after that. So it's always very important because it seems to be more and more the only place actually where you can really uh, have uh, individuals or groups uh, willing to take the risk because it became a risk to uh, formally express themselves on, uh, on Palestine's uh, human rights mm -hmm. and to engage on, on, on real campaigning and to, uh, you know, even petitions... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we laugh about petitions all the time, but, you know, even to come with a petition on, uh, on Palestine uh, at, uh, at uh, any government level, it's, it, people would be afraid, you know. So, so it's important to engage with those who want to engage. That's why we're still working with the BDS coalition. Uh, and uh, there has been various coalitions over the years uh, on, on Palestine. And we've been trying to participate to whatever was uh, was going on because it is important uh, to continue that. Mm -hmm. You talked about risk and I wanted to uh, focus a little bit because a lot of groups usually they shy away from talking about this. Even if you talk with members separately, not, you know, during the interview, they usually are, some, some of them are educated about the topic, they're, they're, they're supportive of Palestinian rights, but they rather not talk about it, not openly as an organization, show support and solidarity. And so from your experience as a group, from the beginning, you guys were open about your solidarity with Palestinians. Did you get any, you talked about complaints, but did you get any real sort of concrete challenges? Um, is this fear from organization justified, I guess? Is there really... Um, 
is there really repercussions uh, on organization if they talk about Palestine? I think there is. Uh, there are a lot of repercussions. Uh, you know, for instance, us uh, under Stephen Harper, uh, the organization was cut by a few millions, actually. Uh, it, it's international work. And we never received any formal letter from the government saying that's because you did this wrong or that wrong. But everything we heard and through uh, the corridors in Ottawa and, and, and talking, asking why is it that the government is taking that uh, decision and why are we being uh, uh, attacked like that is, was the, the, the work that we were doing on Palestine. Mm-hmm. And not only we were cut on Palestine work, but we were cut all over <laughs> because oh. of the work on Palestine. And uh, frankly speaking, when we did the flag, uh, there was a lot of you know, questions inside the organization from members and, and uh, uh, you know, being afraid because, you know, if we are having this flag outside, maybe it will stop us from getting more funds from mm-hmm. whoever in, uh, in any governments because at the end of the day, an organization like Alternative is partly dependent on, on government funding. So uh, we took the risk uh, because we thought it's important to continue and, and, and to, to, I mean, if we don't do it, who's going to do it at our level, and, and, you know, at being a, a, an international cooperation organization. If even Alternative is afraid to talk about Palestine, who will? Yeah. And the rest of the, of, the, of the group, which sometimes, you know, they're, they're, they're not even trying to have the, the, these debates. So we continue, uh, and, uh, but as we speak, we haven't received a single dollar from the Canadian government to work on Palestine. And all of the work that we're still trying to do with Palestinian organization is coming from Europe. Mm-hmm. We haven't been capable to get a single dollar. And when we go to Ottawa, we're still not mentioning Palestine in any other regional project that we have in the Middle East. We are getting those uh, resources from Europe because uh, we know that these people, they will not uh, want to support us. Did your work also affect maybe your ability to travel to Palestine? Well, I was in Palestine last time when we organized this World Social Forum on Education. It was in 2010. Uh, I would be uh, extremely happy if I have a chance to go back to Palestine. I would be extremely surprised if I'm being <laughs> given the chance to go in, uh, you know, on, 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 on Twitter and other uh, social medias. I have all the members of the embassy here of Israel watching me. Uh, they all, so I'm not sure that, and I, uh, I speak every, I mean, almost on a daily basis on, on, on Palestinians' rights on various issues. So I don't think I'm, I have m- 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 a lot of changes to, to, uh, to be accepted or to be, you know, to lie in front of any (laughs) (laughs) person person at the entrance. Uh, But I would love to go back to Palestine, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, because you've been involved for such a long time in in grassroots activism and in Palestinian solidarity in particular, now you talked about how the situation is still very bad when it comes to talking about Palestine, but did you notice any changes over the years? Is it... uh, is it, I guess, on two levels, one on the mainstream sort of political or media landscape, is it still as bad? Is it getting better? Or also on the grassroots level, is it also getting better or worse? Well, I think it's getting worse all over. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, we used to have, uh, you know, money from the Canadian government to work in uh, Gaza, for instance. And one day they decided that uh, our main partner who was the government over there, Palestinian Gov- Authority, was a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stopped that project and that stopped many other projects. 
and uh, we work now with uh, women journalists and uh, we have a we facilitating a network of women journalists all over the Middle East and the women coming from Palestine uh, we are not capable to invite them in Canada for instance for a tour we've asked twice to get visas for them to come to Montreal for a tour to speak about what they do there you know just talking not only against Israel. I mean, the Palestinian uh, Authority is not doing so much better these days. <laughs> uh, so, but even that, they cannot say. <laughs> they will not get a visa to come to Canada to speak about those issues. And they're not like politicians. They're, they're women journalists uh, who work on, on various other uh, issues and uh, the issues coming from, uh, from, from Israel specifically. So it, I think it's becoming worse and worse. Uh, I don't think it's becoming very good. And uh, there's a lot of good initiative, though, uh, at the grassroots level. A lot of people are still engaging at, uh, at various levels. For instance, a few weeks ago, I participated into a, uh, a meeting organized uh, with the people coming from 15 or 16 uh, countries, actually, where there are some... Uh, popular movement, popular uprisings, mm-hmm. uh, and there were some people from f- from Palestine, and uh, we 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 saw that there's still something uh, going on, and people are they're willing to hear about those issues, and they're willing to 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 engage. But I think at the political level, it's uh, it's not going any better uh, as we speak. And uh, I mean, for instance, a few years ago, we we had a meeting uh, in Ottawa with the Canadian International Development Agencies. Uh, agency. Uh, it was a meeting on Iraq because we were doing a lot of work on Iraq. And um, the uh, person who was receiving me at that moment gave me a uh, a document. It was a poster or a paper that we printed out a few uh, few weeks before, talking about some bombardment in in uh, in, in, in Gaza uh, or the West Bank. I don't remember. And uh, that person who was rep- responsible for projects on Iraq gave me that paper that we published asking me, did you publish that? And there was a, a, a baby, a picture of a baby dead. Mm. Uh, I said, did you publish that? I said, yeah, I published it. But you know, I didn't kill the baby. I just <laughs> print the picture. Mm. Uh, and I said, where did you get that? Because, you know, we're in Ottawa and we printed that out in Montreal. He said, oh, the uh, embassy of Israel just sent it this morning to me because they knew that we were having a meeting. How? Okay. <laughs> how do they know these things? <laughs> so that's how bad it is. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, it's not good. <laughs> um, so I guess to finish, uh, I don't know if you want to say anything at the end about solidarity with Palestinians, but also for people who want to be involved in Alternative. Um, can you maybe also give us the links and what, what type of uh, involvement they can do within <coughs> the organization? Well, the uh, organization is, uh, I mean, you can find the website as uh, alternative.ca. There's a new website actually being uh, built and the English side is coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, it's coming on in, the, in, in a few days for now, but it's going to be, to be finalized. Uh, people can uh, engage with Alternative with working with, we have two uh, journal or two uh, bu- uh, bulletin, electronic bulletin sent every month, one in English, one in French. People can engage in that. We always need people to write articles and to help us to write on, on issues, uh, all kinds of issues, Palestine, but, you know, we're, we're larger than, than that. Uh, people can also engage with our uh, internship program. We send every year around... Uh, I mean, this year it's going to be like 65 or 70 people, young people under 25 uh, or 35, who are tr- 
going all over the place uh, to work with our local partners. Uh, there's a lot in the in the Middle East. We have like 20 countries now, mm-hmm. uh, so that people can engage with that. And of course, uh, we have all kinds of uh, activities that we give every uh, month or so. There's a conference or something, a lecture that we organize with our local partners and with the people here. Also, we uh, organize uh, a lot with uh, with the grassroots. We invite them to our conference room and they give their own uh, their, their own. Uh, their own uh, lecture. Uh, we have done. We have done a lot on uh, uh, Islamophobia in the last uh, year or so, organizing with the people coming to explain what's happening and what are the issues and what can be done. We work a lot on uh, on issues of racism here, uh, more globally. So uh, yeah, people can come and uh, there's always a place for everybody to engage with us. So with me in studio, Michel Lambert. Michel is the executive director of Alternative and the co-president of Association Québécoise des Organismes. Uh, the Cooperation Internationale. Before I go, you want to introduce maybe also the other organization you're involved in? I saw on their website also their work is centered on solidarity work. Uh, well, personally, yes, you mentioned I'm, uh, I'm the co-president of the uh, ACOSI. Uh, ACOSI is the, is the network of international cooperation organization in uh, Quebec. There's something like uh, 67 organizations or something uh, that uh, are being active. Uh, and and that I think that's important what we are doing. Uh, for instance, uh, today or yesterday, uh, we, we, we launched a... Um, uh, communicate on 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 Haiti ten years after Haiti and what the mm-hmm. specific of international co- I mean the international cooperation coming from Quebec so that's one thing I, I work with alternative I can see I'm also working with a group called Cultive Montreal uh, Cultive Montreal people might know the uh, festival uh, organized uh, every month of May since four years now which is a festival on urban agriculture uh, but now uh, Cultive Montreal is also a network of something like 40-something organizations uh, doing urban agriculture, promoting urban agriculture, fighting for more urban agriculture in Montreal. Um, and uh, I'm also working with uh, three or four more organizations, but that's okay for now, I think. <laughs> I don't want to mix all your <laughs> listeners with all my uh, groups. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> to be continued, maybe next time. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being with me today. Thanks. My name is Sausan Kadura, and you are listening to Under the Olive Tree.